88K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Chain, the top stories. One person is killed and nine more are injured as a taxi runs into a group of pedestrians in Taipo. Officials say the SCR's economic prospects are looking positive and a new round of consumption vouchers could be on the horizon. And a government advisor underlines how safe COVID vaccines are as he urges elderly people to get the jab. Video footage has emerged showing a group of passers-by scrambling to lift a crashed taxi to free people trapped underneath after an accident in Taipo this morning. One person was killed and nine injured when the taxi plowed into people waiting on a pedestrian island. Tom McLinden has details. Video footage of the smash shows people lying in the road and passers-by working together to lift up the taxi to rescue a woman caught underneath. A 59-year-old man was certified dead at the scene, a 4-year-old child and a pregnant woman are among those hurt. Police say the taxi driver, who's one of the nine casualties, has been arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving causing death. The 63-year-old man suspected of running a red light and driving into the pedestrians on Kwangfuk Road. Photos shared on social media showed a number of ambulances at the scene and a set of traffic lights which had been smashed to pieces. Police are also investigating another fatal crash this morning involving a 29-year-old whose motorcycle collided with a car he was trying to overtake and then struck another motorbike in the oncoming lane on Bridespool Lane in Shatalkok. The financial secretary has offered an upbeat assessment to the city's economy, saying it's improving with unemployment falling, although some sectors have still not fully recovered. Jimmy Choi has more. Writing on his blog, Paul Chen said the latest jobless rate had fallen to 5%, from 7.2% earlier this year, but cautioned that the retail, catering and accommodation sectors are still not back at pre-pandemic levels, although they've improved. Mr Chen predicted that the government's voucher scheme would boost consumption. The government recently issued the first $2,000 installment of its spending voucher to about 5.5 million people. Recipients will receive another $2,000 from the first of October and then $1,000 several weeks after that. Earlier, the chief executive Carrie Lam reacted cautiously to calls for the government to issue more consumption vouchers to stimulate the economy next year. Sean Kennedy has more. The matter was raised during a policy address consultation program on RTHK ahead of the policy address in October. One of the speakers praised the existing $5,000 electronic voucher scheme but wanted the system simplified and tweaked. Another participant also called for the government to issue more vouchers next year. However, Carrie Lam said the vouchers cost a lot of public money. She said the financial secretary would have to consider the state of the government's finances and the SAR's general economic situation if it was to repeat the scheme. Officials have locked down a building in Chinwan for coronavirus testing after a resident tested positive for the L452R mutant strain of COVID-19 following a visit to Dubai. The 56-year-old man is being treated as an imported case, but had been staying at Block 1 of Boshek Mansion during the 21-day incubation period. The man flew to Dubai last Sunday and tested positive on his return on Friday. Authorities expect to be finished by 7 in the morning. A government advisor on coronavirus shots has urged elderly Hong Kongers to get vaccinated against coronavirus. He says the jabs are safe even for people with diabetes or high blood pressure. Natalie Ching has more. 
Professor Hong says people over 70 should still get COVID-19 jabs, noting that less than 2% suffer serious side effects such as facial paralysis and heart disease. During a television program, he said that even elderly people struggling with diabetes and high blood pressure could get the jabs, but warned that the side effects are more serious for people with coronary heart disease. Professor Hong also said that mixing coronavirus vaccines is safe and works. He said his initial findings showed that the antibodies level after having a BioNTech shot followed by a Sinovac jab was lower than taking two BioNTech jabs. He said any side effects would vanish in a few days. Hong Kong reported five imported COVID cases today. The People's Liberation Army's land, sea and air forces in Hong Kong say they've carried out a joint drill to test the garrison's defence capabilities. The garrison said ground forces patrolled Stonecutters Bridge while helicopters hovered nearby. Meanwhile, the Navy sent forces to intercept suspect vessels and the Air Force carried out a mock rescue. And a quick look at the weather. Currently, it's 29 degrees Celsius to humidity 79%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. The Biden administration in the United States has ordered the emergency use of commercial aircraft to help support its operations in Afghanistan. The BBC's Barbara Platt Usher reports. This is only the third time that the Defense Department has called in civilian aircraft to help with a military operation, an indication of just how desperate the situation is. The order applies to 18 planes from six major airlines. They won't be flying to Kabul. Rather, they will be used for moving evacuees onwards from interim staging grounds at U.S. bases in the Middle East, which have been overwhelmed with the influx of people. In Kabul, chaotic crowds and Taliban checkpoints have made it difficult for Americans and their Afghan allies to reach the airport. United Nations agencies have warned world leaders that Afghanistan is facing an absolute catastrophe, including widespread hunger and economic collapse, unless an urgent humanitarian effort is agreed in the wake of the U.S.-led withdrawal. A spokeswoman for the UNHCR, Catherine Stubberfield, said that half the population faced shortages already and millions were displaced. There are now more than three and a half million Afghans displaced across the country. More than half a million were displaced just since January. And they have acute immediate needs, things like food, shelter, clean water, health care. And as this situation continues, of course, those needs will also evolve and eventually they will need more. A government minister in New Zealand has acknowledged that the country's strategy of trying to eliminate the coronavirus may no longer be viable. Chris Hipkins said the Delta variant posed big questions about how to deal with the disease in the long term. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. New Zealand's COVID-19 strategy has been to crush the virus by quickly imposing lockdowns. It also closed its borders to most foreign nationals in March 2020 and returning citizens are subject to strict quarantine controls. But Chris Hipkins, the COVID-19 response minister, has said the Delta variant outbreak raised big questions about New Zealand's approach to the pandemic in the future. He warned that existing measures have started to look less adequate and less robust. To sports now, and the president of World Athletics, Sebastian Coe, says rules that bar female athletes with high levels of testosterone from competing in middle-distance running events are here to stay. There have been calls to scrap the controversial regulations, but Lord Coe said they were backed up by 10 years of solid science. 
The issue that is at stake here and was driven through and helped by the Court of Arbitration was for those athletes with higher levels of testosterone. And in their words, this was a rational resolution to uh, conflicted human rights. Lawyers for the South African athlete Castor Semenya, who was not allowed to defend her 800 meters title at the Tokyo Olympics, have said the rules should be suspended. In football, the night's two early English Premier League games are already concluded. Wolves lost 1-0 to Tottenham, while Southampton and Manchester United drew 1-0. The big game of the night kicks off in less than half an hour, when Arsenal hosts London rivals Chelsea. Romelu Lukaku starts for Chelsea after his signing from Inter Milan. In motor racing, Toyota has claimed the Le Mans 24-hour race title for the fourth consecutive time. The team of Kamui Kobayashi, Mike Conway and Jose Maria Lopez won from pole position, with Toyota's second car finishing runner-up. The winners completed 370 laps, adding up to more than 5,000 kilometers. And finally tonight, Don Evely, the last survivor from the rock and roll duel The Evely Brothers, has died at the age of 84. Don and his brother, Phil, had hits worldwide in the late 50s and 60s. The BBC's Doreen Walton looks back at Don Evely's life and career. Don and Phil started singing country music with their parents when they were children, as the Everly family. Side by side with black suits and guitars, head to head at the microphone, they rocketed to fame in 1957 with the international hit Bye Bye Love. After Phil's death from lung disease in 2014, Don said the brothers had struggled with their very different views on politics and life, but that when they sang, it was almost like they could read each other's minds. Dream, 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 dream. And a quick look at the weather once again. It's 29 degrees Celsius to humidity 78%. The very hot weather warning is in force. The news from RTHK. And we're back. 1986. American rock legends Van Halen. From the band's seventh album, 5150, here's Love Walks In, right here on Radio 3 with me, classic Michael Lanson, Sunday late. <laughs> 